Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, like I said at the beginning of Mass, today we're celebrating the feast day of one of the early church bishops and martyrs, St. Irenaeus of Lyon. He was, uh, he was one of the most... Um, he, was, he is the most recent, uh, recently named Doctors of the Church. So Pope Francis, earlier this year in January, named St. Irenaeus, I think he's the 37th Doctor of the Church. What does that mean? It means that the Church considers this particular saint's writings, his reflections, his teachings to be uh, like so foundational, so uh, clear, so accurate, so concise that they're considered normative for the Christian living. So Irenaeus had a lot of writing, and uh, he, he, was, he was a great defender of orthodoxy. It was from Irenaeus that we get uh, one of the, there's a few like very famous, you know, lines of, of Christian writing outside of the scripture, of course, but one of the famous ones comes from him, where we hear the phrase, the glory of God is man fully alive. The glory of God is man fully alive. Gloria Dei homo vivens, the glory of God is man fully alive. It's an extraordinary thought that God and humanity do not stand in an antagonistic relationship that, like, the more God presses in, the more diminished the creature is. That's not, that's not how it works. It's not this inverse antagonistic relationship, but the kind of relationship in which God is glorified when, like, we, his creatures, are magnified. When we become, when we are flourishing, when we're becoming more and more what we were meant to be, that's what God desires. That's God's glory, is to see us fully alive. He wants to see us fully alive, joyful, and flourishing. It's an interesting thought, too, when you consider how, like, if the glory of God is man fully alive, that implies, of course, that there's, there's degrees to being alive, right? There's, you can be alive, and you can be alive, right? I think we all have experienced this in different ways, right? There's seasons where, like, I'm living, but then there's seasons where I'm alive, right? At least I know that. I think it's tied to the weather for me. I don't know. Like days like this, I feel alive, right? I think it's a lot easier to observe that in our culture today where you see a lot of people, a lot of folks who are living but not really alive. I think it's very easy. They're numbed out, distracted, just getting by. I was at the art museum not too long ago. Okay, so the art museum, Cleveland Museum of Art, some of the most beautiful priceless pieces of beauty and uh, I saw this whole group of like teenagers sitting on you know how they got the benches there this whole group of teens sitting there all looking at their phones I wanted to smack every single one of them like do you see the art around you right lift up your dumb heads right living but not alive right these sort of human zombies it, it, I know we know this, but it just, it's, it's important to constantly remind ourselves of this, this fact that relationship with Christ does not, make, does not deaden our lives. It doesn't dull our lives or mute our lives. It, it, it adds, it's, it's salt to our lives, right? Salt brings out the flavor, adds light to our lives. It brings out the beauty, the color, right? It's leaven to our lives. It brings out the joy, right? That's the whole point, that Jesus magnifies, intensifies, amplifies our lives, I think about that with like this scene with the, the fishermen, the guys in the boat that we have in the gospel today, that you have these, these guys knew how to deal with storms on the sea. Like 
It's what they did, right? This was their livelihood, to be on the water. They knew how to manage this. And yet this moment, this was a heck of a squall that it was swamping the boat, and it brought them to the, to the limit of their capacities, to their capabilities. And you've got Jesus asleep in the boat, right? This man who they're like, what kind of man is immune to a commotion like this? Like, what kind of humanity is he living where he's immune to this? Only the one who's the author of the winds and the waves, right? It's when they're at their absolute limit of their own human powers and capacities do they cry out, like, Lord, save us. Do not care that we are perishing. It's then that Jesus speaks and calms the winds and the waves. This miracle that they witness breaking them out of their preconceived notions of what was possible. Like, I imagine them reflecting later, like, can you believe we are friends with the guy who, like, calms the winds and the waves by his words? Can you imagine what that must have been like for them? Them thinking, what else is possible by being friends with him? What else is possible There's living, and then there's coming to life in friendship with Jesus, right? John Paul II put it this way. He said, life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. To live with him breaks us out of what we think is possible. St. Irenaeus, he was the one who said, the glory of God is man fully alive, and that's Jesus' desire for us today. Amen.